You're listening to We Die First, a podcast for black horror fans by black horror fans. Spooky Squad. It's the end of August. Whoa. Oh, that was that was spooky. I'm terrified. Oh my god. I bet I bet someone just peed themselves because they were just like, wow, that was it's, I, th- I thought there was a ghost in my apartment. Yeah. And I'm also assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you live in an apartment like me. Yeah. No, everyone listening to this is like, you know, a like a four bedroom <laughs> condo overlooking Lake Michigan on Lakeshore Drive. You know, fuck that. I'm pretty sure that our makeup, the makeup of our listeners are other comedy people that we know who live in apartments because I've been to your house. <laughs> so you live in a fucking apartment like me. You're not better than me. Nobody listening to this is above us or below us. We're all on a very similar level is what I'm trying to get at. What I'm saying is that when you listen to this podcast, it's communism. We're all equals. (laughs) Andrew, how are you doing? Where are you going with this? Man, I'm fantastic. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, life is chugging along in the same way it's been chugging along as of late. How about you? I'm okay. Um, I don't think anything new or interesting has happened to me. I've just been existing, uh, living in America, being black in America. It's a horror movie. Now I we have a podcast. Wait. I can't wait to write that script. Right after we do our, uh, what was the one spec script we were going to do? Oh, Cherry Falls, but good. Cherry Falls? Oh, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> See how quickly that happens? It was like, oh, yeah, we're going to write a spec script. It's been like two weeks and we're already like, oh, yeah, that thing. <laughs> it's so hard to do anything. It's really hard to do anything. I need to get into um, – so I've been sending out a lot of uh, resumes and shit, um, but I need to get more consistent in my writing. I've been kind of haphazard, so I, need, I should write more. I feel I that. More. I don't think I've written anything since – our last diversity hire meeting. And that was a hot Man. minute ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I need to... Um, I haven't written, um, like, sketch in a long time. Uh, before we started recording, we were talking about our comedy videos. Um, I've just been kind of just improvising shit, which has been nice to get back in the mind frame of, like, doing improv. But I haven't actually sat down and written a sketch in a while, and I should do that. You it's know? relaxing. It's a good time. It'd but be you fun. know, speaking of comedy videos, where can we see some of your comedy videos? Oh, I fucking nailed it. I'm sorry, what'd you say? I fucking nailed it. I'm just proud of that segue. I I you 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 dropped out for a second, so I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> damn it. I said where can we see your comedy videos? God fucking damn it. That was so oh. good, Sinique. Well, you should get fucking better at Wi-Fi. It's not my fault. Um, you can find me, Spooky Squad. It's like, <laughs> I'm like an angry mother. Like, okay, Spooky Squad. You can find me um, at on Twitter at say underscore anything. That's S-E-Y underscore anything. Also on Instagram, say underscore Smythe. That's S-E-Y underscore S-M-Y-T-H-E. What about you, Andrew? Um, Whenever I'm on some okay wi-fi you can find me on twitter (laughs) (laughs) 
you can find me on Twitter at um, Andrew underscore on underscore drums. I'm pretty sure that's it. And on Instagram at Andrew John Baldwin, all one word. And then also you nice. can find us on you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at We Die First Pod. Bam! Check it out. Yeah, we we're closing out. When you get this, it'll be uh, the twenty eighth, I believe, of August. Oh my god, I can't believe the month is. It's done. Is that annoying when people do that? Isn't it so annoying when people are like, "Oh my god, I can't believe the months it just flew by." Like, yeah, fucking time. Okay. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Oh my god, like, can you believe, like, just the other day, it was January 1st, and now it's August. The year's almost over. Yeah, you're live, honey. (laughs) (laughs) If if there was ever, like, a cryogenic research lab, and we, like, unfreeze people years later, you couldn't Mm -hmm. be the person that they first see. It's like, oh my god, it's 100 years in the future. You're like, yeah, bitch, that's how time works. Yeah, you dumb slut. That's how time works. 365 <laughs> days a year, bitch. Like, I don't care how long you've been sleeping. I've been alive. Like, <laughs> see, that's actually a good sketch. <laughs> the lab technician who's just like, fuck you, Einstein. <laughs> yeah, just some catty asshole. Like, yeah, a lot's happened since you've been fucking dead, stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but yeah, um, we're coming to a close. This month was, um, early aughts August and we're doing fine. Oh my God. Like get it. It's the end of the line. So it's final destination. I planned that. No, you did not. But I'm impressed. (sighs) My genius. Um, yeah. Final destination, which this was a hoot and a half as the kids definitely don't say. This is fun. Those kids hanging around the soda fountain having a sarsaparilla. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, last week I also said that Ryder Strong would say I was a swell gal, and now I'm like it was a hoot and a half. Jesus. Yeah, there's like a a boomer living inside of me, but um, yeah. Final destination. Was this your first time seeing this? No. Yes, it was. Well, technically, no, because I thought this was the first movie for Ots August, so I started watching it a month ago, and then after halfway through, I realized I watched the wrong movie, so I did rewatch the first half, so that was fun revisiting that, and then the last half mm-hmm. was all new to me. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen this one in, um, funnily enough, the one time I remember seeing this was actually the night before I went to France when I was 16, Ooh. which I don't know. I know. I, in case you didn't, you're wondering, I studied abroad. Um, no, this was like a, an exchange program when I was in high school, but I actually did watch this movie before I flew to France. And I was like, as I was watching it, I was like, but why would I watch this? Like, like What is what the is design? I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, Because, of course, the next day, I'm fucking anxious because I have anxiety. And also, I watched a movie about a fucking plane crash. And I'm like, yeah, bad choice. But no, I I, I had a fun time watching this. It was very um, – deaths in this were very creative. I laughed out loud a few times because they were <laughs> so absurd sometimes. I do I, – I, out of all of the er- – early 2000s things that we watched i think (laughs) this one was delightful because it was oddly to me i don't know if you had the same thing i was like 
this isn't super like the things of it that were 2000 were very 2000 but on the whole i was i would not say that it was the most 2000y movie we watched that's true i think in terms of like the i think there were some common tropes i mean for sure right now i'm looking at the theatrical release poster and it's very early 2000s um i feel like every horror movie that came out between I'll say 98 to 2004 did the same poster. So you have um, the name of the movie in the bottom. You have your sexy young white actors and they're all like uh, kind of like V formations. You have the first in the front and they're all like stacked behind them or one of them's in the front and they're all kind of diagonally behind them. And it's like blue and black and everyone's like staring at the camera and just kind of like, I'm hot, but I'm scared. Like, you know, like that's like their thing. And I feel like it's definitely my favorite reality show. (laughs) Hot and scared. It's it's like naked and afraid, but like it's it's just like like, like some people in an Abercrombie and they're all like nude and just like. (laughs) But but they're all terrified because there's also like a murderer in the Abercrombie. (laughs) Hot and scared. On E, but um, yeah. There, I feel like it's very early 2000s in that way. And also, like, you have, like, um, so the shit drop 2000, directed by James Wong, starring Devin Sawa, who's also another heartthrob of the 90s. Shout out to him. He's really hot right now. Ali Larder, Kerr Smith, and Tony Todd. Um, but, you know, I, I agree with, with what you're saying in terms of the concept of it is actually pretty ahead of its time. I think it's it's actually very creative movie i'll give them points for creativity yeah like um i think when i first watched this movie it really did scare the shit out of me because the idea of it of just like okay you cheat death and i think we all have stories of like damn that time like i could have died but like i didn't and the idea of like what if there is a design and what if when you do cheat death like it fucks things up and now like death is coming after you it's very existential and Hot and scary. <laughs> <laughs> so terrified. The scariest movie I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, I'm unwell. I'm like, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely, the world is falling apart and I'm holding it together the best that I can with comedy. But also, I think there's an undercurrent of just, just being like, fuck, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, let's let's jump into this movie though, because it's a fun one. Um, so we got some high school students, right? As and, one does. Yeah, it's early two thousands. It's pre nine eleven, so this movie was allowed to be made. <laughs> yeah, it also <laughs> before they, it they, even they dodged that it, they dodged that bullet too. If you think about it, they cheated death in that way. It's Oof. the longest credit like opening credit sequence I think I ever noticed in a movie mm-hmm. for a hot minute. It took for damn ever but then you're like all right all these high schoolers getting ready to go to paris and you also have that one fucking dickbag teacher that's only speaking french you're like come on we're clearly not good at french but we all had that foreign language teacher that insisted because mine mine was madame schwartz um en français that was her thing. We would make fun like, en français. If you say anything to her, en français. I'm like, okay, bitch. Like, I'm 15. And I'm still trying to figure out English. Like, calm down. 
<laughs> about this French bullshit. But yeah, it, it, it's accurate. There would be that one teacher who's like, we only speak French here. And like, literally, we're in, I'm in crisis right now. And you're insisting that I say it in French to you. And like, I can't. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a bummer. But I mean, my Spanish teacher, I had the same one for all four years. And then for the first three, every year, she was gone on maternity leave. And then whenever she would come Damn. back, we'd be like, Senora, película? And she's like, yeah, let's watch a movie. And then we get to like damn span like ap spanish and she's like i'm only speaking to you in spanish from here on and i'm like well you know for a fact we can't speak it so <laughs> make your job harder i suppose oh that reminds me of like um the worst foreign language teacher i ever had was um miss chin in high uh, middle school and it was it would have been french like my first my very first like french class and this woman was awful she she ended up getting fired I think at the end of the year, because enough students complained about it. They're like, no, she's like, like, we're not complaining because like, oh man, I don't like my teacher. Like, no, she's a bad teacher because a lot of people end up failing the midterm and the finals because she didn't teach us French. So we didn't know French for like a full year. This woman would show us, I remember forget, she had us watch, I think the Lion King in Spanish, like in one one class. And it was like, why are we watching this in Spanish? Like, what the fuck? She did that. Um, after every class, she would have us, or at the end of every class on a Friday, she'd make us go around in a circle and say what we were thankful for. And it took like a solid 15 minutes because it was like a whole class of students. And it's a public school, so we're overcrowded. And it was like, honey, like, why are we doing this? Like, I need to learn French. Like, we were all so upset with this woman, Miss Chen. <laughs> what happened to her? Well, she definitely was not <laughs> taking a group of high schoolers to France, I'll tell you that. I know. So yeah, they're going to France. Um, and we're following the main kid is Alex, uh, played by Devin Sawa, who mm, so cute. Um, and he is what would you say his deal is? Because throughout the entire movie, obviously he's a very anxious boy because he's the one who had a premonition about their deaths and then saved his stu- his fellow classmates, but then also didn't. But there's something like just generally off about him and i don't know if that was the character or if well i think he was off before he even had the premonition i was like this kid just seems kind of like he just seemed super (laughs) nervous about flying like that's it like when he was you know like they were packing the night before and then so he the dad was gonna rip the tag from a prior trip off the luggage he's like well you know you should keep it on because it obviously made it back from the other flight so it's like good luck and then the dad's like, no, it's okay. Live it up. You're going to have, you have your whole life ahead of you, which, you know, is delightful, stupid foreshadowing. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I think he was just super nervous about flying. So, you know, hella believable and relatable. Okay, fair. I mean, I'm also not afraid of flying personally. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I told you before, I'm a numbers gal. I know the odds of getting into a plane crash are low. So I'm just not. I'm not afraid of dying in a plane. I just like I'm I'm not a roller coaster boy. I don't <laughs> like that feeling in my tummy, so I'm like I don't want any turbulence. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm just afraid of turbulence. I'm not afraid of dying. Yeah, turbulence sucks. I will say I don't like I have like an inner ear like thing. So takeoffs and landings are awful for me because it's just like the, the very quick change in altitude makes me feel terrible. Like I it's a very uncomfortable feeling and I wish there was a way to like avoid that, you know? Like, I wish you could copy and paste the plane, like, just, like, in the air, and then you just start flying. <laughs> As it was, I have to, like, ascend. 
I know. Uh, Elon Musk, get on that. So, um, <laughs> so they're on the plane though, and um, before they take off, Alex has this like premonition. You know, he gets on the plane, and there's a lot of just like I like this scene. I think this movie is so good at setting up that because I will say one thing I don't like about it. I think towards the second half, it kind of slows down and gets kind of it's not as, it's exciting because that initial bit, like he gets on the plane. You know, it's that the feeling we all have been on. If you've ever been on a plane before, it's crowded. There's a lot of bustling, a lot of people, there's a baby crying. There's there's teenagers trying to like change seats, like uh, you know, sit with their friends. It's just that kind of feeling of like before flight of just like the frustration. I think for me, at least when I get on a on an airplane, I'm just like, oh god, I just want to get on the fucking plane, just go. It's just a lot of to do. And um, he's just noticing, you know, these little things are happening. Right? Like he gets on, he like tries to. Um, adjust the little the food tray thing and like it breaks off you know little moments of like when he realizes the premonition that's like oh also in his premonition that teacher is still they're going down you know the plane is exploding and Uh he's still only speaking fucking french I did make a point to note that because I'm like, this guy's so committed (laughs) to his teaching that his final breath he's like, I can't break or these kids... These kids won't be able to speak French when they go to heaven or hell or nothing. He, we don't know. He, they're about to die. He's like, les enfants, sac bleu, oh mon dieu. It's like, dude, like, you're dying right now. <laughs> oh my God. Bro, this plane yeah. is exploding. And um, we never find out what exactly, I mean, I guess death happened because another issue with this movie is like a hand wave. It's just like death. It's never like, but what happened to this plane? Because they just like, they take off. They get some like turbulence and everyone's like, oh, fuck. But then it, it chills out and they're like, oh, man, we're okay. But then it happens again. It starts like, shaking. And then the plane just like breaks apart. Like for some reason, it just like planes well, are like just a, so finicky. It, they just start to fucking break apart. Right. I, I mean, it's ridiculous. But the, the impetus in the, like to make it real, right, is that it was like a circuit malfunction or like a fuel line malfunction that caught fire. Mm-hmm. So it was something like that. But I feel like even before they, the plane caught fire, didn't, like, part of the plane just pop open? It did. Kids, it did. Kids yeah. got sucked out. Yeah. It was <laughs> a hell of a premonition, which I was like, for some reason, I thought they were over water. And I was like, well, those people could have lived. <laughs> they were not. <laughs> they weren't that high up, you know? It was like, you might have just, like, and you're in a seat, too. So you might have fallen. It's like, maybe this is JFK. Um, would they be near the Hudson? I don't know. But you land on the Hudson. You're just going to dissolve because that shit is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> like, um. You just you'll just burn up in the river, um, but yeah, no. After the plane explodes, of course, Alex comes to and realizes, like, okay, that was a vision, and very realistic reaction because I feel like same. I would have also started fucking flipping out because like, he runs. He runs to down, the tray guys. like the, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh shit, it's broken in the same way, and then yeah, he starts freaking the fuck out as you said anyone would. It's yeah, crazy. absolutely. I would I am such a superstitious person too. I would a hundred percent be like, I'm I'm a witch. Yeah. I've been waiting for my powers <laughs> to come too. They've happened right now. Guys, everyone get out this fucking plane. Well, he's like freaking out. And then like Carter, who's like the stereotypical, like, I'm in high school wearing my letterman's jacket, Alpha Dick. Also and- inexplicably angry, because even before this happened, when they take off in the premonition, everyone's like Woo, we're going to France. He's like, man, whatever. I'm like, so why are you going? Why, do, yeah, why are you just, so mad you're going to Paris? 
you privileged asshole. You're pissed you're going to Paris. Your parents paid for a flight to Paris. Right. And he's like freaking. So so Alex is freaking out because he had this vision and understandably is losing his shit. So then Carter's like, you fucking weirdo and like punches him in the face. <laughs> and then they're like, we need to take you <laughs> off this plane. And I was like, I mean, I've been upset with people when they freak out. It's more of like if you're babysitting, you're like, calm the fuck down, kid. This isn't a problem. I've never had someone my age hysterical and my reaction is like, well, I got to punch him to calm him down. I'm not a police officer is what I'm saying. And uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, uh, no, I mean, it's true. Those fucking aggro ass. Carter, if Carter had survived this, he would fucking become a cop. <laughs> Hands down. Without a doubt, he'd be a fucking cop. He would love He'd love it. He'd be so into being a cop. Oh, God. Um, yeah, no, same. I think, generally speaking, my reaction to that would just be like, it'd be a lot of, I think, just side eyes. The person I'm sitting next to you, like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> Alex is, is he on PCP? I think I'd just be, I would <laughs> start a rumor. On PCP? <laughs> I would just start a rumor, like, oh, God, <laughs> Alex? But, like, Alex is totally doing PCP in the bathroom. Like, <laughs> like I was that, I was that girl in high school. But, um, so, yeah, so he gets, um. Alex Carter gets taken off the plane. Um, Todd's best friend, I mean, Alex's best friend, Todd, is like, he gets off because his brother is on the plane too. He's like, go check on your friend. Like, he's like fucking freaking out. So he leaves. Um, Carter's girlfriend, of course, also gets removed. Um, the t- One of the teachers, well, two of the, both the teachers get off the plane as well. Um, <laughs> fucking Billy, who just. <laughs> he's just like, I'm late. I'm late. Can I get he to the He's just late. He's taking a shit probably in the fucking airplane bathroom. He just is late. But he's like, gets removed. And of course, his girl, Clear, actually decides to get off the plane because she's like. Which also, I think if I were. If I were a student that was just not one of the main characters, I'm just on the plane. I think I would have also like, I'm getting off. Like this is like this kid saying because my first thought is maybe like, okay, maybe he's done something to the plane. Why does he know it's gonna fucking? I'm gonna get off this plane. Maybe I'll catch you guys. Yeah, in regardless. Yeah. I'm getting off. I'm not gonna fucking risk it, right? So they all get off and um, they're in the the airport and. You know, of course, there's, like, the air marshal's there, and he's flipping off, saying, like, fucking out, saying, like, his plane's going down. I just know it. Everyone's kind of pissed off that he's freaking out. I think one of the teachers goes, the old, the French-speaking yeah. teacher goes back on to go, you know. <laughs> take care of these children that are going to another country. Coax these children in French as they die. Because <laughs> that's what you play with, right? And almost immediately after the plane takes off, it fucking explodes. It's just in the air, and it's pretty pretty good pretty good scene you know yeah because it doesn't like billy's just going like you know longingly staring at it it's like there they go and then you see in he's like whoa and then it's because carter and alex are still duking it out with cops restraining them so then you see the plane blow up and then the glass in the fucking like area just explodes and you're like nice wow that sucks that (laughs) yeah way to adhere to physics james wong good for you (laughs) yes yes it's possible the glass would actually absolutely shatter um so so this part was one of the first parts where it's like okay i think one of the things i like to focus on in movies is like human reactions right we're both writers so i think when you think about writing it's like how do i make these characters realistic and what would be a natural reaction, not just for the character, but for just a person, right? So this shit pops off. The plane goes kaput in the air. And the reactions are odd because 
Alex's reaction makes sense. He's just like, oh shit, like <laughs> I'm not crazy. I actually, I actually had this like vision. Everyone else's reaction is just kind of like, Alex. It's just kind of like they look at him in a way that I feel like. Yeah. It's, it's the same way as if he had just, if he had a vision, he said like, oh my God, um, how much you want to bet when this woman walks in, she's going to fall. Like, there's going to be a silly, like, something's going to fall over. Uh, this guy's going to slip and he's going to throw his milkshake. He's going to fall on the ground. A dog's going to, like, something just kind of innocuous, still a vision. And that's still like, whoa. But not one where all of your friends died. <laughs> so they all look at him just kind of like, weird. As opposed to like, well, oh, I- no. <laughs> I do like the next, you know, because the next scene is they're all like waiting and holding, waiting to be questioned. And then so they're all like staring at him. It's like, it's like, I know what you're thinking, but I didn't do it. I'm not. And then Claire goes, a witch. I'm like, yes, that is what my first reaction would have been upon seeing that all of my friends died in this freak accident that this person was screaming about not minutes prior. That he is a witch. That's that's the moment when the so I was raised. um pretty religious with african parents and that's when that shit would kick into me again because i'm not religious now but then when i'm like eh, oh god like i'm just like <laughs> this voice touched my god i would immediately just go like off i would call my mom like mom you'll never believe like this man like he he is in touch with the Holy Ghost. isn't that funny like, you know it's like all these people are so quick to just be like this man is insane it's like but like why couldn't there why couldn't there be a new prophet you know like prophets happened all the time back in the day have you read the book listen all i'm saying is that there's a good chance that if i was in this movie i'm fucking washing alex's feet (laughs) while you guys are all sitting around waiting for the fbi i am i found a bottle of dasani i'm just like fucking washing his feet like listen (laughs) i don't know (laughs) bro is the second coming I do like the agents that came to like question him are Agent Ween and Agent Shrek, and for some reason that was very funny to me. Mm-hmm. Like it I've... was their names were very like okay. Yeah, <laughs> that was a choice, right? Yeah, it was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but so later, um, they're at the memorial service of the victims, and you know it's pretty. It's sad. I mean, it, it's it's. Again, I think this this movie does a good job in the first half of like handling the weight of the situation. Like, you have this, it would be like a, a, a school wide memorial service because all these kids, I think it's like 40 students were on the flight, plus, you know, faculty and everything. But it turns out that Alex and Todd haven't been hanging out because Todd's dad is kind of like, people are feeling weird about Alex right now because he, I mean, he, he did have a vision. He's, that the, was accurate he's the Messiah. And, He's the Messiah. He's maybe the Messiah, too. but maybe also a terrorist. I don't. I don't know. What, my issue is I don't know what the implication was or what people were thinking about him. Because obviously, yeah, they think he's freaky. But I'm like, but do you think he caused it? Because I, I feel like maybe. What do you think he did? Like he's a teenage boy. You would you think he like like what did you think? Wait, I, I just it was very confusing. I think watching. The people around him react in such a way that imply that they face suspected that he had something to do with him, and it's like, yeah, because he was either he was either on the plane, or he got off the plane, which he did, and would look like the prime suspect. There's no logical winning. Yeah. So I, and also he was like a 17 year old fuck of a student, you know, like he's engineering how to take this plane down. 
And like, why? I don't know. You know, it's like it, yeah. it just feels a bit like unreasonable to think that. But anyway, um, so um, Alex and Todd have a conversation. They're like, you know, Todd's like when my dad chills out. I mean, I mean rightfully so. But his his brother died, and you know, the family is in mourning. My my dad gets over this. I was like, yeah, your dad will never get over this. He lost his son. Like he lost his child. I I think it's fair to say your dad will be grieving for the rest of his life because when when he fucking calms when he gets off his shit, we can hang out. Yeah, when my dad gets yeah. fucking over this bullshit, and like my my brother was a, a my brother was a douche. Like no one wants to admit it. He was a piece of shit. He was an asshole. <laughs> my parents are all fucking in their fifis right now, but like he <laughs> never took the garbage out. He left the I hate we had to share we had to share a room until we were fifteen. Like it was the worst. I'm glad he's dead. I I have my own room now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm living the high life right now. Like and in fact now that he's dead, I have two twin beds in my bedroom. So I get I I switch it up. Every night I kinda switch it up, you know, which bed I can do I can do flips from one to the other. Yeah, one of those beds, my my brother's old bed is where I bring girls in. That's my sex in bed, and this is my <laughs> sleeping bed. You know, <laughs> I go back and forth. I do like uh, <laughs> like after that chat with um, Alex and Todd Carter, you know, just for no reason, he's like, "I don't owe you shit." He's like, "I don't owe you that I'm alive," and he and it's not like Alex said anything. He's just, he's like, "No," <laughs> and he he just comes with like what? Do, it's like he just comes with that young. Like teenage white boy mentality. Also, just, not white boy, just anybody. It's like I'm gonna live forever. Like he's like I'm never gonna die. He literally says it. Like I'm never gonna die. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> should don't, we tell him? Yeah, I'm like, don't don't write a check. Your ass can't cash. Literally, <laughs> I'll yeah, take that. I mean, I'll take that bet. I mean, I get it. That generally speaking, young people do have a sense of like immortality or invincibility, but took it's laid on a little bit too thick. If he's like, I'm never gonna die. Like. Mm-hmm. These people are just grieving in the weirdest ways. Like the teacher that survived, like Alex goes to try to talk to her and she's just like, fuck off, you give me the creeps. And I was like, you know, ignoring a child in times of stress, that has historically gone well in yeah, like, the school like, get system. Out, get out of my way, you fucking spooky ass kid. I'm like, okay, whoa. Like, so, so she's like dismissive of him. She's like, I don't want to talk to you. Carter's pissed off. The girlfriend is a little bit more sympathetic and just kind of like, she doesn't say much, but she's like kind of like, oh god, my boyfriend's a dick. Like, I'm sorry. Like she like, yeah. just goes off with him, and then Billy, 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 my sweet, sweet summer child. It's just like <laughs> Alex is a fortune teller. I got questions. Okay? Yeah, no, he's the sneak in the in the story. He's just like Messiah. What what is happening next? <laughs> I, it's why I resonate. I'm like Billy. Same. I would also be like, Alex is touched. Like you need to like he. Like, don't be afraid of him. Like, he he has the answers. Like, why ask him lottery ticket questions, man? Like, dude, like, what should I play this week? Like, I'm Alex is my guy. Like, I would text him all day. Thank God there was no texting then, because like I would have been texting him all day. <laughs> um, but later that night after the memorial service, we have Todd. Todd is the first death post plane crash, and this death actually. I remember this when I first saw it, um, specifically the part where after he's um, – so the shower head or whatever, like, wrapped on his throat, his throat, the bit where his, they get the zoom on his eyes and he gets bloodshot yeah. has stayed with me for fucking years because I was so, like, upset by it when I first saw it. And I had a lot of questions. I was watching my sister and I was like, would that happen? Like, is that real? Like, what the fuck happened to his eyes? <laughs> 
It's really upsetting. I do uh, like also this movie with mm, that kill. I think several kills in this. It's always showing you like different angles of this is a thing that could fuck him up. No, it's this thing. And then you're like, oh, yes. none of those. A lot things of like misdirects and stuff. I do also like this showed that death was on some fuck shit. Death wasn't like, oh, this is going to be coincidental and you're going to die. Like all of a sudden water started leaking from like the toilet for no reason. And then when he died from that wire, it like the water went back into the, to- like got sucked back up. And I'm like, oh, like yeah. de- he is active. Death is actively trying to fuck this person up. Death is a fucking serial killer. And I think that's so clever in a time where I think so many of the horror movies that were coming out with teens were like just slashers. You know, it's like, what if the slasher villain is literally just death? Like, <laughs> like death is just the slasher. Can, can do anything. Acts. It can do anything. Um, So, and like the misdirects, I think, are really clever too. I I can't remember if this actually happened or if I'm misremembering this. When the water is seeping out, isn't it kind of implied that he's gonna like be electrocuted or something? Well, yeah, because he's like he's futzing with a radio, trying to plug it in or something. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I thought yeah. he was gonna like slip and like cut his throat because he was shaving or something. Yeah, and I think it's like so. It's it's very clever for the viewer because you do kind of let your imagination go and like, oh, it's gonna be this thing. Like this thing's gonna happen. It's like it's not that actually. He, eh. but unfortunate because I I I watched it and I was like, okay, so he he falls in the tub, shower head thing wire goes around his neck. Now he's being like you know choked out by this wire. Um, there's some soap on the tub, the bottom of the tub, so he's slipping. And I'm like, at no point does he just take his hands and leverage himself on the tub side to like just lift your bro. Like just man, he's freaking out. He's I guess, I guess I'm just like, dude, lift lift body and just <laughs> just lift yourself up. Like you don't have to, you don't have to stand. Like just fucking lift your body up. It was very upsetting, but yeah, he does die. We get because. Uh, What's his face? Alex was research. He was looking up the plane to try and make us make sense of it, and then mm-hmm. he throws some something hits the fan and shreds it, which is also crazy because it had coverings on it, but somehow this paper managed to weasel its way into the fan. And then the yeah. thing that landed on him said Todd. So then he rushes to Todd's to find out that he had just died. And then Claire was there. Obviously, why would Claire not be there? Yeah, Claire is just like. Lur- she's like oh uh, she's fucking she's like l- lurking a lurker a lurker just like you know just like me on reddit she's just like lurking constantly <laughs> yeah it's real suicide because and alex is like no it, it can't be because like alex like todd made plans like there's no like it doesn't make sense like that he would have killed himself and they decide to go um to i guess like the the morgue what do you the morgue there that's what it's called for a spooky bitch i couldn't easily get bitch. that word i'm a spooky bitch i couldn't think of the word morgue i was like the the place with the dead bodies where you play with the dead bodies you know? <laughs> and also you know alex isn't the least bit like concerned that this girl that he doesn't really know can get him into a morgue over like the corpse of their like his friend todd right i'm like what is she, what are her, what's like her life like outside of this like does she do this regularly like we need to talk like it's crazy <laughs> um she's not okay but they get there and they you know the naturally todd's corpse just laid out on a slab and the mortician played by tony todd 
Mr. Candyman himself, which is like, yes. Like, Tony Todd has cornered the market on just being scary black man. Like, but not <laughs> in, like, a police scary way, in, like, a, like, ghostly way. Like, he's just creepy. <laughs> yeah. He shows up and he reveals to them, like, listen, the fact that you guys survived, basically, you just, like, death has a plan. Death, death is a Virgo. Death is, like, has, like, a fucking design. And you've disrupted it. So now death is, like, coming back for you, you know, because you fucked, you fucked with the shit. And Alex and Claire are like, okay, we need to, we need to talk to the survivors. Because, like, they need to know that their deaths are impending at this point. I do like his line. He's like, if you figure it out, you'll survive. But you don't want to fuck with that Mac Daddy. <laughs> and I kind of lost it when he said that. But in that Tony Todd way, where it's just like very gravelly, deep, mon- like like monotone voice. I was like, kind of hoping because what? like this doesn't spoil anything. I really thought like he was gonna come back and be just death, like for no reason. He appeared as a like mortician to kind of like mm-hmm. just mess with them. But, yeah. you know, because they kind of make, because he's like, I'll be seeing you later. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Does he come back? Blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't. I was so bummed. No. So I actually took that. When he said, I'll be seeing you later. He meant I'm going to be working on your body. Like, I, you are going to die and I'm going to see you again, but you won't see me because I'll be alive and you won't. Oh. That'd be, oh my, honestly, I would love, if I was a mortician, I would totally say that to people. Like, if people knew I was a mortician, I would just honestly be like, I'll see you later. And just walk away. And just like, ooh. Like, that's scary. It's even scarier because, you know, it's not like you're hanging out with the elderly on the cusp of death. You're like at a party with 20-something-year-olds. And you're like, I'll see you later. Like, you're not going to be retired. That would be my sign-off. If I were a mortician, at every party I go to, so make sure like, ooh. Especially I'll find the highest person at the party. And that'd be the way I say goodbye when I leave the party, right? Usually you say, hey, see you guys later. No, I would specifically zero in on the person I know who just, that, that edible just hit. And I would just look at them and be like, I'll be seeing you later. And just leave them with that. Oh, God. Oh, I can't wait till coronavirus is over. We can, I can do this. I can become mortician and specifically do set parties. You know, goals, plans, and now you can attack them. Vision board that shit. Oh, I can't wait. I want to be Tony Todd. You're on your way. <laughs> That's who I want to be. Um, so uh, it's like a day or so later, Alex and Clea are hanging out at a cafe outside. And it's at this point where they also start realizing, like, there definitely are signs of, like, death, right? Because they see um, – I think Clear sees, like, a bus in, like, the window. Yeah. But there's no bus behind her. And it's like, oh, shit, she's going she's gonna to happen. And right around this time, coincidentally, by death's design hmm, – Carter and his girlfriend show up in his pretty sick ass car. He's like, he sees them sitting. He's like, you know what? I'm going to fucking confront this kid. He comes around. Billy's on his bike. Sweet, sweet Billy's just on his bike, just sweet, carrying his groceries. He's like, just doing his best. He's, Billy is doing his best. <laughs> just taking it one day at a time. The teacher happens to also show up too. So they're all just kind of in the same place. And Carter decides to be an aggro asshole and confront Alex once again. And that's, yeah, and that's when Terry's just like, if you want to just beat Alex up every time you see him, fine, but I'm not going to live my life this way or some outline. And then she gets mm-hmm. fucking annihilated by a bus. Like, she gets ratioed by a fucking bus. And, okay, so this is, this part of me laugh because, <laughs> one, she walks, she steps into, she just walks backwards. I'm like, why, 
who walks backwards? Like, do you do you ever just walk backwards for no like no, I'm always not in the like, street. <laughs> not on the fucking street. Like what the hell? But also no one see like the bus literally just like materializes. Like the bus, like the plane is copy and paste and just suddenly it's just <laughs> on the street. No one no one sees this bus coming. Like buses have routes. They you definitely see it coming. It just like appears all of a sudden. Man, if death can suck toilet water back into the toilet from the floor, death can materialize a bus. Yeah, and like she gets in the bus and honk its horn. No, anyway, she gets yeah, yeah. destroyed by this fucking bus and there's blood everywhere. And I laughed, but also like that's fucking traumatic. Um, so um, Alex, so Alex is later watching the news about the the air the crash or whatever the explosion and he realizes that not only does death have a design and is coming back for them but specifically it's it's coming back for them in the sequence of the way that they were supposed to die so there is a specific order too so now he's like i need to fucking save people who are left because now i know after terry had died miss luton the teacher is now vulnerable and i need to go to her and he goes to her house she sees him as we know she thinks she's he's fucking he's a, he's a spooky bitch he's like i don't like this <laughs> she calls a cop he gets taken away and he's with the fbi or whatever and they're interrogating him what well, i also, do you like when the fbi picks him up they you know they don't like like charge him and grab him they're like get in the car and he goes to get in the car like agent shrek like shoves him in the car and then says Put your seatbelt on. I'm like, you don't, you don't give a fuck about his safety. Calm down, Shrek. I'm surprised it didn't turn into a rough ride. You just have me in the fucking back, <laughs> flying around. But like, I in do the like at this part, he's getting like. Well, we also we're so the scene now is Alex being interrogated with interjections of the teacher going around her house and getting you know like the misdirect shots of like what's gonna fuck her up and because then, she's moving we, we forgot yeah. to mention she's after the trauma understandably she's leaving this town she's like i get the fuck out of this place and i like that they chose kind of kind of like in jeepers creepers right whenever someone's gonna die that john denver song comes up and i was like death has the shittiest music taste it's like or maybe he has really good music taste and he's like that's why you're gonna die <laughs> I want the last <laughs> thing you hear on Earth to be this shit. Fucking Rocky Mountain High. <laughs> <laughs> While, you know, the shot's changing back to Alex being interviewed, he mm-hmm. is, this is also when he starts kind of, it's very apparent he's slipping because of, you know, it makes sense. Death is out to personally kill you. I'd yeah. be, lo- I'd be, I'd be losing it. Trust issues, like, you know? <laughs> he's like keeping it pretty like chill when he's being questioned by the fbi because this is kind of actually when he turns into like a serial killer it's he's just very cold and matter of fact he's like there's a mm-hmm. design i'm going to figure out the design and it's like well can you promise that the teacher won't die it's like i can't do anything if i'm here but i also love that he's like i'm not a narcissistic you know like oh you yeah know, killer with a god complex and then in the same breath, I'm going to beat death. And I'm like, okay, so <laughs> you you are a little bit. Because I think you just accept that, like, death's coming for you. Smoke a blunt. Wait for that Rube Goldberg <laughs> fucking design to happen. Take you out. 
Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it is like a like sixth grade science project where death is like, all right, here I have the. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like fucking mousetrap. Remember the game mousetrap? Yeah, yeah. That's my favorite. Thing. I used to add the game mousetrap. I never actually played the game. All I did was just build the <laughs> the death, like the mousetrap, and then just make it happen over and over again. That's all I did. Yeah, I was an interesting Adored. child. Yeah, yeah, I was weird. So, but while this is happening, like you said. Miss Lucen, Luton is at her house listening to fucking John Denver and shit's happening, right? She's, um, she's drinking straight vodka in her mug. <laughs> cracks, as a girl, same. It cracks open and like she's like leaking vodka. There's, you know, uh, a great moment when she is trying to light her gas stove and it reminds me of my mom. My mom is terrified of gas. She hates that we have gas appliances. Like, I think most of the apartments I've lived in had gas appliances and she hates it. Cause like, I think just when she was growing up in Africa, there were a lot of accidents with gas appliances with people she knew. Like she's just so afraid of it. And I think it's kind of translated to me partially because the bit where she's, uh, Miss Luton is trying to light the stove. The pilot light, yeah. Yes, definitely was like, no, it's going to blow up. Like, that I'm was, Bob to go up. Yeah, that was. Again, with all the misdirection, so good. Because like you said, we got the pilot light shot. We got the cracked vodka, like leaving a trail mm-hmm. of vodka everywhere. She At went. one point, we- she throws a rag over her knives. I'm like, are the rags yeah. like, on fire? Like, exactly. I'm like, I'm waiting. Like, what What could it be? Like, exactly. And then because she fucking cheaped out and didn't have a Mac, it seeped into the monitor and exploded. <laughs> and then shards from the screen like cut her throat and then she's like stumbling to the kitchen and then from the fire of the computer the vodka starts on fire then the Mm -hmm. oven starts so i'm like oh wow that wasn't really misdirecting at all because all of those things i feel like during all of these deaths they got to play like yakety sax or something i was in my head i 100 because she's just like she's like oh yeah and then of course and she's like Trying to reach for the knife, the towel and the knives, and obviously they fall. Like one hits her in the chest, and obviously Ugh. it falls. What four feet? Not even, and that was enough to lo- not like break the skin, lodge itself in her chest, and then she's got those like Japanese fucking like <laughs> like hyper oh, sharpness. Like how's it? It fell a few feet, and it went like, into not just like in her like chest. It like. It bro- it broke her bow. Like it was through yeah. her stern. It was like through her fucking. And then Alex, bow. you know, Alex shows up to try and save the day, and she and he's like, "Oh, what do I do? What do I do? I'm gonna pull this knife from your chest." And then you know, more like another. What you mini, shouldn't like, do, by the way. Right? Yeah. Leave it. Leave it. Leave the- that sucker. Leave that baby in there. Okay. And it's then there's like now. a mini explosion, <laughs> which causes like something to knock a chair over to give it like the final death tap into her. And I was like, I was like, that's all the pressure. If like that's how far the knife just got through her body from falling th- three to four feet, and a chair finished the job. I'm like, those are the. And it was anything- like a. It was like a pine IKEA chair. There's no way that yeah. thing was strong enough to do anything. It, if anything, it would be a slight annoyance. <laughs> this was a good testament to like like you were saying how good those knives were if anything mm-hmm. it made me want to double check i was like if i were to ever have these knives fall on me from a small height would they pierce my skin and my sternum and if not why do i even own them 
No, I think at worst, though, a lot of those knives, if they fell that far, you'd just be like, ouchies. Like, it would just hit you, like, ow. Like, oh. Like, yeah. Like, it, it got it, me. It, like, <laughs> it, it cut your skin. It wouldn't stab you. There's no it way. It would fucking impale you. Like, because literally this shit was down. It was, like, to the hilt. It was always. Like, there's no right, way. exactly. Also, death <laughs> is really lucky that all these people, except for Alex, are just so stupid stupid because death always appears in as like an ominous like the wind or like a shadow that's not really a shadow like when she was cleaning her tea kettle um she saw it and turned around and was like oh okay it's nothing definitely couldn't be death like yeah no. death death is not trying to hide no death is like death has the flair for you know the dramatic for sure <laughs> um so yeah, she fucking dies. But he manages to get out. And of course, Billy. Billy. Sweet, sweet Billy. <laughs> just happens to be on his fucking foot. His paper route? What is he doing on his bike? He just- yeah, yeah, he's just biking. And he's and he's like so happy to see it. He's like, Alex, my savior. <laughs> who is Sean William Scott, by the way? I did, forgot to mention. Who I just, like, something Stippler. about Sean William Scott. It was Scott, so weird. It's just like, he. my first introduction to him was this. It wasn't American oh, really? Pie. So in my head, Sean William Scott is not this like douchebag. He's actually just this like sweet kind of dope. Like I'm just like, oh, bless you, Billy. Like on your bike, <laughs> just, like I would have dated Billy I, if I were in high school with them. I would have probably dated Billy. And like Billy's like he's kind of stupid, but he's like sweet and easy to manipulate. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, yeah, so she fucking dies, and Billy's you know Alex gets out. Um, they reunite with. Okay, do you remember what so they read out with Carter and they're in his car. Why are they in his car? Do you because they're like they're we need car? to find we need to find Alex cuz uh she was like you'll take me to mm. him because he knows which one of us is going to die next. Okay, I missed that part. Yeah, so they're like in fucking Carter's like sweet ass car. Yeah. Really? You're and they find car. Alex. That's a nice car. Like, <laughs> it wasn't fucking... I don't know what kind of car it was. It was like a black, like... It looked like a Camaro, but I don't know. A Camaro? Really it was it was a sweet-ass car. Like, I, I definitely get why Terry, like, messed around with Carter. Like, he's a piece of shit, but that car is nice. Yeah, man. I if, if if I was in high school, I would definitely be trying to get with the person with, like, I don't know, what's cool now, a Tesla? <laughs> I, don't know. I would. Especially my ass. It took me five times to pass my driver's test. I'm not kidding. Five times. You got to find the one with the nice car, and then you get a ride everywhere you go. Yeah? You got to be smart. It's the one lesson I hope to teach my son or daughter one day is, like, just find transportation. That's all you need in life. You don't, you need, you don't, need, you don't need someone to, like, have a roof over your if – you, if you have transportation, you have a roof. You got a roof and a getaway car. Boom. What you gonna, What do you need a house for? You got a fucking Camaro. I do like, while they're looking for Alex, like, sorry, when they pick them up – there's like this mm-hmm. early two thousands like Skinamax music playing, like detect mm-hmm. like sultry detective music, and I'm like, what, what is happening? You know, it's very um, was it kind of trip hoppy? Yeah, it was very yeah. I think very much of the time. It whenever I hear any kind of trip hop seeming song, I think of the episode of Buffy with um, Chiwamato. And they play that song Sugar Water and she's like dancing up on Xander. That's like my idea of trip hop is just that kind of like just kind of like slow and like 
why is this like sultry? Like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so they, they get Alex and they're driving around, but Carter is kind of unhinged at this point because he's like, his, his whole shtick is that I'm a white man. No one controls me. Not even death. So he's just like really just trying to tempt fate yeah. at this point. So he's driving around. He's like fucking cutting corners and doing all kinds of bullshit. And of course, Clear is like, bro, stop. Bring stop. it down a little bit. <laughs> like, <laughs> death is after us. You need to stop doing this. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? But he's definitely like, he's, he's, he's falling apart. And I actually kind of I empathize with him at this point. I hadn't before, but at this point, it makes sense. It's like, he's lost all his friends on this flight. It's, this shit's happening. It's crazy. It's unexplainable. His girlfriend's dead. He's, you know, it's an existential crisis. You are at this point in your life where you're like, one, I am mortal. Two, death has a design. Three, I can't, I can't tempt it. Like, can't tempt fate. It's going to happen to me. So when they, they get to like a train crossing, and a train is coming because what what do you, what do you know? Whenever you get to a train crossing, a train is crossing, right. and um, the rest of them get out of the car. But Carter's like, no, I'm gonna like fucking just not. But do we? Do you think that he was genuinely trying to kill himself, or he would he was trying to like play the? I have control over my life. I'm not gonna fucking die. Like I, I think that do what I want because I mean yeah. he was like you you kind of saw he's like it's not my time and he like came to trying to act like because the train was still a good ways off. He's like I guess it's not my oh, time. Yeah. And then uh-huh. like and you know if he was You're really right. if he even had a you know if he was actually going to do it he wasn't just doing it for the likes and the gram. He was going to oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, like like he was struggling to get out and freaking out. Like if he had resigned yeah. himself to die, he would have not have struggled nearly as hard to just make it out of that car. Andrew, question. I feel like it, it has to happen in this episode. Have you ever had like a near death experience? Is that too um, deep? I don't th- um I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. I mean like, you know, if I was like a kid and it was like if it was, I assume it was probably traumatic and I blocked it out. Mm. Have you? I've had a few. <laughs> I had a, a couple of moments where I was like, I could I could have died. Um, I can think of three. I'll tell you all three very quickly. One, when I was a little kid. Um, it's part of the reason why I actually think, and maybe I, should, I shouldn't, you know, manifest this, but I think, I think if I, if I am to die, which I will, I think it's, I mean, a freak accident because I've had, but all three were just kind of moments of like, what? Like, why the fuck would that happen to someone? So one of the first one, I was a little kid. I don't remember this. My mom told me this happened. Um, And it's part of the reason why I'm like, actually, I'm really weird when it comes to like heating devices. So like gas stoves, like pressure cookers, I'm just kind of fucking finicky about them because when I was a little kid, my mom was making some whatever, probably some kind of you know, animal matter in a uh, pressure cooker. And I had been playing, I I was near the stove a few seconds before that pressure cooker exploded and like just fucking through like hot boiling water all over the place. She, no one was around it, but I had literally been there like less than a minute before I would have been like walking around it. And I, I could have very well been like hit by it and probably very, if not killed, probably like really disfigured from those injuries. So that happened. When I was in high school, I was at home watching TV, eating grapes. And I was alone at home eating grapes. 
and it was Comedy Central. I don't know whose stand-up special it was. It was someone's stand-up special. I start laughing, and the grape rolled to the back of my throat, and I started to joke by myself at home. And I was so ready to be like, fuck, I'm going to die. And thankfully, I was able to like dislodge it and didn't choke on it. But I almost choked on the grape alone at home. And the last time was when I was driving um, back from Maryland to Philly when I was in college. Driving, driving, driving. And fucking around on my fucking iPod uh, touch because I was a classy bitch. iPod touch. So because this is like 2011, 2012. So you know time. I'm on my fucking iPod touch and I hadn't realized that the traffic ahead of me had stopped on the bridge we were on. There had been a lot of like uh, on the Franklin Bridge in Philly, there had been a lot of uh, construction. I'm sure they're still doing it because that city is underfunded. They're still doing that construction, I'm sure, nine years later. I'm driving on it and I hadn't realized that the person ahead of me had stopped their car. And like, thankfully, I was able to hit my brakes enough before I hit them like like an inch. But as I'm going like full from highway speeds and this person's stuck and they're just like honking their horn and freaking out because they can't actually go anywhere because we're like there's like those side things i just like kind of hit my brake i was just, like ready to fucking go full impact and like probably die or kill this guy but i survived so these are all very i love you and i if i if you ever die before <laughs> me i'm gonna be sitting at your funeral someone's gonna be like bawling like i can't believe sonique's gone and i'm like man <laughs> She did this to herself. (laughs) (laughs) She was. She was. It is why I I resonate with Billy. I'm like I am that person who's just like, oh god, why is this happening? Like oh fuck, (laughs) like shit. Like I know for a fact, so many famous people have died before, and their last words are some like deep bullshit. And my last words would be like, oh man, (laughs) I just died. (laughs) Sonique died doing what she loved. She was tweeting while eating grapes at go, going 100 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. That was such like a tangent. But I think it's part of the reason why this movie resonates with me, too, is that it scared me so much because I have had a lot of just like moments of like, whew, that was a close one. So you would, you, would, you would definitely have a Billy death where everyone like gets so they get Carter out of the car but then you see, like, some shrapnel lying on the track, and you're like, all right, something's going to happen. And Billy's just like, I'm not going to be anywhere near you, Cardo, because you're going to die. And then he gets decapitated. Yep. Yes. That's the one death in this whole movie. I'm like, me. It me. <laughs> That's me right there. Decapitated by shrapnel. Um, so poor sweet, 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 sweet Billy dies. And... um At this point, Alex realizes because he intervened with Carter that it now skips the next person. So like he's figuring out the mechanisms of how death works. So you got to, you know, you can't keep saving people really because yeah. like it's, it's going to get you eventually. So he decides like, okay, he's going to hide out in um in a cabin basically. Is this Clear's cabin? Yes. Okay. So they're hiding out in Clear's cabin, I think with the intention of kind of like um, since Clear like uh, – or basically he thinks he's next basically. So he's like, I have to hide out here and just kind of be on like high alert for death to come get my ass. But he realizes that actually clear is next. So he decides he has to go and save clear, which I'm like, Alex, stop saving people. (laughs) 
if you understand you that death like that? has a design, you just have to fucking die, honestly. Right. Do you also like though? Because there's like the like the one scene where he's like just you know sitting in this cabin, trying to not die, and then like death does fucking like you know just toy with him, even though he wasn't the next one. Like so, he wasn't gonna mm-hmm. die, but death clearly, you know, the wind for no reason knocked over this completely stable bag of garbage, and then a can rolls out. <laughs> To knock over, like, a fishing pole, which then launches its lure and, like, pulls this door. Yeah, it's just, again, mousetrap. It's so absurd, but, like, I can't, I'll have to say, entertaining. This this movie is not boring. It's not. I, it's why I recommend it. If you want, like, a good popcorn horror movie, I think it's, like, Dude. one of the best. You're gonna have a good time. I was like, <laughs> so I was watching this, like, right before we started recording, finishing it, you know. And I'm like, I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm visiting my girlfriend's parents. I'm in the, the bait. I'm in their outside porch downstairs. I'm mm-hmm. the only one listening to head like to this with headphones. And then we get so we get to this point in the movie, and it's like a lightning storm, and then like things are getting like lightning is touching down in front of like Claire's house, and she goes outside, and I was just like, don't do that, no, Claire. <laughs> Like what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, and then so I like like looked around and I'm like, oh god, man, the black jumped out. Yeah, do we, uh, <laughs> this girl, she's just like death is. She's like like death is going all in, like threw all the chips on the table and said, "This I'm is like, the one, bitch." Death is after you. Get inside. Like, what are you doing? You know, like <laughs> everything's happening. <laughs> Uh, she's like, what's what's going on? So, um, yeah, she's able to escape, basically, and he saves her before everything explodes. But I'm like, but guys, like, it honestly, I think part of it is because I'm also a fatalist. I'm just like, That's, death, you're on that fucking hit list. So I don't know what this point of, like, living your life trying to, like, dodge it when it's like, just let it. Let it was really time. interesting, though, right? Because... I, it, it was. I would say it was a nice little, nice little deviation, a misdirect. When, because you know, Alex saves her because she's in a car with like all these dr- downed electrical wires, and he's like, "I'm gonna grab them off the car, and you have to run. I'm the next in the mm-hmm. cycle. I'll sacrifice myself, and then, like, I intervened. You're safe." And then so he mm-hmm. gets blown. The car explodes and blows him away. And then we get six months later. And it's Claire, uh, Carter, and Alex, and they all just went to Paris as a trio. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Because for a second, I thought it was, you know, trying to be like, oh, we just for no reason, this is like, because they talk about there's a, there's another reality where like this person didn't die or this thing didn't happen. And I thought that's what they were aiming for. But they're just oh, like, yeah. they're just like, oh, no, my, uh, Alex survived. And then they're just sitting there like, well, you know, it's like, yeah, you're actually, it's like, I intervened, like your death, I intervened in your death, but no one intervened in my death. I, like, was just freakishly pushed away from, like, this explosion. So death still needs to be coming for me, which is odd that, you know, so he definitely went to the hospital. He could have just died. Death was in it for the long con, man. 
Yeah, death is like fucking just lying in wait. Also, like, what a fucking bummer. Like, we're in Paris. Like, can you not talk on yeah. memo? Like, can we can we enjoy ourselves right now? Like, yeah, asshole. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you're right. So they they do because at that point, like, yeah, Alex pulls out like his little map or whatever. He's like, yeah, no, this thing is like still happening, and um. He says he's going to run away. He's like, no, death's after me. Like, I'm not going to have to get the fuck out of here. Like, it's, it's not safe for you guys. Like, get away from me. I'm going to go. He starts to. And then, of course, we get, like, um, Clear sees the bus again in the window. Yeah. She's the bus girl. <laughs> She's the bus girl. She sees it. And she's like, Alex. And then Alex doesn't hit by the bus. But then it leads to, like, um, it, it hits a sign, which then leads to, like, a, a neon sign being fucked up. And everyone's like, oh, man, like, blah, blah. And as the sign's falling, Carter comes and saves Alex at the last second. And he's like, what? I saved you, so who's next? And then the fucking decision. Yeah. That was a good ending, him. though. That was a good ending. It was. It, good, it ended it was right ending. before he would have gotten annihilated. Yeah, we didn't get a full-on, like, disgusting, like, just because that would have been really gross. He would have he went the way basically of Terry, but with a sign instead of a bus. Um, yeah, so he dies, and basically, like death is still death's out there, you know, being a bad bitch. Just <laughs> death. I think we have some really good T-shirt options for this podcast. We have we have spooky bitch. We got spooky squad. <laughs> We've got death's a bad bitch. I personally would start calling them like spooky bitches. Cause I, I've actually, I I've been calling myself a spooky bitch for like years. <laughs> Cause I'm a spooky bitch. Like I like scary, weird shit that scares me, and I shouldn't like. I should want to retreat, but I enjoy it. And I think anyone who likes horror knows that. Like spooky bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, but about- yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no! You do, do your usual tag. Of, no, I wasn't like, gonna well, say that, anything. You're like, well, yeah, that's the movie. <laughs> so, but yeah, Thousand Nation, crazy movie. It's a movie that was made, and we watched it. And you, you maybe watched it. And do you think yeah, it would be? Do you think it would be much different if it were a black movie? You know what? Because everyone would everyone be like, oh shit, this guy's this guy's touched. <laughs> I I think it wouldn't be much different though. I think there would be the people who are like, he's touched, like a Billy, like a me, who's just like, he's touched. Like, listen to like, listen, Alex is on some shit. I think there would be a, I think it would go polarizing of Alex is touched, and we're all trying to like, fucking you know, follow him. But then also people like Carter who were like, get the shit out of here, or like the or like Miss Luton who's like fucking scared no i don't want to, i want anything with to do with that so i think it actually is similar it, but just a little more of a divide in the group of the disciples and the non-believers would you say i would say yeah <laughs> I, like, would, I, actually, it, I genuinely think that <laughs> there would be a little more uh tony todd if this were a black movie but other than that early odds august is over um gee thanks listeners for reaching out to us <laughs> fuck you you haven't so we're gonna let's decide it right now let's let's manifest it slash record it so that we have to just do it, do it. that's the way um, <laughs> um okay september, september what's what's our theme 
so do we i know we said slasher september we could do something we talked about with like a school theme because people are going back to school slash moving back from going to school because of covid um yes yes yeah we could (laughs) um what else what other things spooky squad reach out to us and if you don't we're probably going to default to slasher september (laughs) We could do Slasher September. I think that'd be great. I think one of the runnings was uh, Supernatural September. Ooh. All because right. we haven't done we haven't done a lot of Supernatural yet. You want to just do that? You want to say it? You want to do soups? Let's do soups. Yeah, unless an over like whelming number of people reach out to us and say not to. But as it stands yes, right all, now, all thirteen of you, according to our analytics. Nice. <laughs> Ooh, 13, lucky number 13. You know, I think let's do it. Supernatural September. Uh, we don't have, obviously, we, we just decided two seconds ago. So we don't have the, the movies set up yet. But I'm thinking we're going to do some ghost shit. We're going to do some witch shit. We're going to do some, like, some fucking supernatural shit. Like a vampire, fucking maybe? crazy. Question mark? Uh, damn. Fuck. Okay, okay. Supernatural, I, a demon? Dude, just going A everywhere. demon? One demon? No, one, two, five. Who knows how to count? Yeah, who cares? Yeah, we're gonna do some supernatural shit. So, um, keep looking out for us. We're always, you know, updating you guys of when things are coming out. I think we've gotten pretty consistent, or at least for the most part, we're moving like Fridays. I think is get a new episode every Friday, which is sweet. Um, so yeah, you got anything else to say, Andrew? No, man. If you if you're listening to stuff and you dig it, spread the word. Refer a friend. Yeah. And if you refer a friend that leaves a uh, a review and they mention you by name, uh, we'll write a spooky song about you. That's how confident I. <laughs> that's how confident I am that not too many people will do it. It's like a spooky MLM. So get on it, Spooky so Squad. Do it. If you want to be a hashtag Spooky Boss Babe. You should, um, you know, rate, review, subscribe, recommend this to a friend. We'll catch you guys later. Peace out, Spooky Squad. Bye, Spooky.